At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now, but I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Kevin. What? I want to hear about it. You need to tell us about it. Tell you about what? You want to hear about it? I want to hear about it. Give me the details. You just okay. survived a Category 8 hurricane. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the squirrel attack. <laughs> oh, well, I, I want to hear about... Actually, let's talk about that first. <laughs> All right. I, I, uh, I'm coming to come clean with you guys. I have rabies. Again. This is the second time I have rabies. Wait, you, squirrel bait you Do you, you actually something? have to go and get... Like, what are you gonna, are you going to go to the doctor? No, because I read that squirrels don't have rabies, supposedly, but I bet I'm going to be the first person to get it. You see that, that bite on my fingertip? Yeah. Yeah? That's from a squirrel? Just the tip. Just the tip. It didn't bite anything Right else. there. You can see it. That it's teeth are like little like, chisels. That looks deep <laughs> enough for uh, to get rabies. <laughs> to transmit rabies? That's what I yeah. thought, too. I, uh, I, you yeah. were showing me. We were playing, we were playing uh, uh, Agar IO or whatever. Was that yeah. when you were doing it or when were you doing it? Kevin's showing yeah. me. I'm like watching this squirrel in the window, and he's like, "Oh, look at this squirrel! He's like feeding it snacks." He come to the window. He opens the window, and he feeds oh, it snacks. Oh, I think that's in the other podcast now. Yeah, or maybe the, just the podcast. And then, literally, a day or two later, he's like, "It bit me." <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were friends. Why no, would you apparently. do this to me? Why did he? What did it, did it miss the food? Uh, I didn't have food. I'm like, you know what? I think we've bonded enough now that I don't need food for you to approach me. And I realized that I think my finger probably looks a lot like a peanut that's still in the shell. So when I stuck it in front of the squirrel's face, it kind of just grabbed my finger and went <laughs> right on my finger. Like really hard, and, like bad hard. Well, I mean, it made I mean, me bleed, but... It made me bleed, but after that, it ran away. I don't think it like... Got a taste for blood, maybe? I don't think it was trying to attack me. I think it literally maybe... It was either a warning or it thought I was food. I, I had little pet rats for a long time. And when they got, like, really excited about food, they would sometimes either miss the food or think your your finger is food. And they would mm. bite too – like, they never made us bleed. But they'd bite, and you could tell that they didn't mean to do it. Yeah. So I it could be. I podcast like this, by the way. Why? Yeah. You see my jawline? Does it look good, <laughs> like dreams? It does look – it does. <laughs> it does, actually. Mm-hmm. He, has, he was showing the other side of his face, though, right? He was. <laughs> yeah. He's a little the suspicious. Joker, the Joker chin. Yeah. 
I uh, remember the episode of South Park with Eric Cartman uh, kills the the his uh, classmates' parents and turns them into chili and feeds them chili. Oh yeah. I think he. I think in that one he like trains the pony to like bite wieners by yes. putting a carrot in the pants. Kind of makes me think of uh, what you're doing to the squirrel. It's Kevin was just trying to make a, a consensual relationship. I. <laughs> you can't say it like that. <laughs> it was a symbiotic relationship. So yeah, I thought that like you know this has actually been going on for like a year where the squirrels come up, and and I give them a peanut out the window and they run away, and so I've gotten them to come like onto my desk before. But they're usually, they're still pretty skittish. But, you know, like this time, the squirrel's kind of like tweaking out. It was right after the hurricane. I don't think it could yeah, find food or something. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> rabies all up in the air or something. And, uh, yeah, I'm just like, oh, come here, you little squirrely, squirrely, squirrely. And it's like, Hah. you know, its teeth are like little chisels. It's, it like goes deep in there. It's we not like a. had a, a pet squish. raccoon like for a cut. very short, or sorry, a pet uh, squirrel for a very short period of time. Uh, when I was a kid, sorry, or like like high school, um, and it was like as a baby, I, I don't remember exactly where. I think my sister must have found it, like on the ground. It was like clearly abandoned. We've had a couple weird pets over the years, and uh, so you know we like take it, kind of feed it. It would have died otherwise. You're not supposed to do this. It's gonna <laughs> die have, like, anyway. Permit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody is. Who isn't? Um, and it was very docile when it was young but there's something about wild animals (laughs) (laughs) for real that when they are not young and maybe they're not like they're not neutered they just kind of go buck wild when they get a little bit older and that squirrel went from like a cute kind of what what felt like a good pet to just this horrible, 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 horrible. It's like a, it's like a squirrel, but it just took a lot of meth or something like that. Yeah, like, it just was aggro, and it would be like you know you used to be able to hold it and it would climb on you, and then it just immediately started biting. Like one day it just really like switch, and it would just you, if you put your hand in the cage, it would just bite you. Um, and so we just uh, let it go. <laughs> So, because my because Reggie, who works with me, he had I don't know why he kept having squirrels fall out of his tree, and he was my neighbor growing <laughs> he's up. Because he's probably shaking the tree. <laughs> uh, so he, he did what you did. He fostered the squirrels, and we have a bunch of memories. Like I remember, I'd go over there with a sweater and like you know do the T pose, and mm-hmm. the squirrel would just run around your stomach. Um, it was the same thing. It was very docile, and then as it got older, it just kind of went crazy. But the difference is, they kind of the cage was never closed. Like if you kept mm. it ca- like closed, I think it just would go, crazy. I think it just go stir crazy. Um, yeah. So it went crazy like that for a while. And when it was in the summer, they just left the door open. So it would leave and come back. And then it's like one day just never came back. Like that's just, that either means he probably just, he just, you know, he had a family and he's off. I think it was like six months later, he came back with, oh, okay. I think he was saying like he, it's a classic where they'll come back with like, in an owl turd. <laughs> no, yeah. they, they they come back. I I know that what was it Bunny? Someone was telling me about uh, an animal they fostered. Like six months or several months later, or a year later, they will come back with. I don't know. It's like bringing their family to where they grew up, uh, right? Free and then they food. stay there. Give us that sweet sweet. Food. They maybe want some food. They don't know, and if you don't feed it, they kind of just like leave again. Uh, but it's right. like he, I think the other squirrel came back every few months, and then it just kind of stopped. Because I think it was every few months, he could, a, like, a squirrel would run up to him and jump on him. So he knew it was the, he knew he's it like, wasn't he's just... terrified. Like, is this a rabid squirrel? <laughs> yeah, it could have just been a random rabid one. 
<laughs> he has fond memories of it. The problem is there's a lot of squirrels that come to my window. There's at least like four or five different ones. And I think I know the one that bit me, but then there's one that came came up to my window. And let me just say this. The only reason people think that squirrels can't transmit rabies is because they usually die when they're attacked by an animal with rabies. You know, they usually suffer like a gruesome injury and die in the process. Well, one of the squirrels that comes to my window has a very gruesome injury on its side. It's got like this big open like gash like that. So I'm like... That's horrible. Yeah. You're like, so I'll like, uh, leave peanuts outside for you, but I'm not going <laughs> to leave the door open. <laughs> so I'm hoping kinda, that that wasn't. I don't looking. think that was a squirrel that bit me. Dude, being being cute and attractive really gets you far in life. Leaving Doing squirrels. One, one little open wound and Kevin's no longer feeding me peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a way to get tested for rabies? Or do you just find out when you're no, dying? No, they have to kill the animal. They have to cut its head off. Yeah, apparently they actually literally have to like go into the brain and like do like they do. Sampling. So you just uh, went through um, a hurricane. How was that? Oh yeah. No, I really wish we could have recorded a podcast in the middle of a hurricane because you said your internet did kind of work. It did work. My power kept cutting out, and but then I'm like, I could have just turned the generator on early because I have a whole yeah. house generator, but I never thought to do that. So if you turn the generator on, how does that work? Do you get like some sort of, is there like a, like a buzz or something to know when house power is back on? Like, how do you know when to turn it on and off? It's automatic. So it can sense the voltage coming in and then it'll like turn on the, the generator if is there's no quick? voltage. No, that's, well, I mean, it's quick enough. It takes but like, it, it can't there's like still an interruption. your computer. Yeah, there's an interruption. Your computer will turn off. Mm. It's not like a backup. So you need a battery too. You need like a, some sort of battery backup plus. Yeah, I guess. How often is it turned on? Uh, like, it it runs like every week. It does a an automatic, but like, like a how, how often does it actually like you know serve its purpose? Like once a year? Oh yeah, maybe once a year. Once every actually once every like two or three years, honestly, for like two days. Mm. So I can't. I I always think it's kind of silly how people rush out and they buy a generator like before or after a hurricane because yeah. it's like what are you trying to you know that it can't really run your it can run your air conditioning or it can run your fridge it can't run both mm. and it's like there's nothing in your fridge that justifies spending 3000 bucks for a generator or you let your food rot you live in the heat but you've got video games and a computer that's true <laughs> you could run everything else let the food go bad i need to play that's what i'm saying I just let the play. food go bad yeah like yeah, you. I mean, I mean, I don't know. If you have a really good gaming rig, that's like a fridge, right? Right. Everything else is so out. What am the... I gonna do? Eat, what, eat or game? Eat or game? Here's choose. The, here's the thing: the internet's also cut. Uh, it yep. still worked. You said. Oh yeah, mine does. Everybody else on my streets broken. Because you have a dedicated fiber line. I do. I have Frontier. And I'll, this is that's today's sponsor of this video, not Comcast. Not com. We have an anti sponsorship. <laughs> Comcast, eat my com ass. Is that just because the fiber optic it's underground, so it just can't? Or is, I think it's all. Is it all underground? I, I don't know. It's I mean, question. to to my house, like directly to my house, it's underground. Yeah. But I don't know about like on the road. Part mm. of me thinks that maybe the fiber optic is like better protected. In my head, I was just assuming a a, a hurricane kind of just rips everything apart so if it's not affected the wires probably weren't in the hurricane yeah, yeah. it's got to be underground you're right because every single power line near me there's a tree on it <laughs> really like, oh yeah well, how do you get power then i don't know uh, i actually there's a nursing home on my street so i think that i'm like a priority so i got it back only three days after the storm 
Oh, so you had That's three days amazing. no power. Yeah. No, you had the generator. Yes, I had a generator. Well, yeah, and three days reduced it power. It's, it yeah, uses it's natural diesel, right? gas, so you're still kind of at like... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, you don't have to fill it up. It's like, you know, pressurized natural hmm. gas. But if a gas line ruptures, but do, does her, do hurricanes mess with gas lines? Well, I mean, it shouldn't, right? Because I think like the pumps to pump the natural gas are powered by natural gas generators. So it's like this big backup system. Right. It's very but, incestual. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Ouroboros. Like it's actually kind of like more of a cannibalism thing, I think. So if we have a natural gas problem, everyone's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's expensive too. It costs like sixty bucks a day to run, and oh, that's just on natural like, gas. Yeah, yeah, and that's like just on the base, like kind of spinning and not really using that much power. Like it runs at a certain RPM that produces like five thousand watts, and even if you're not using that, it's still kind of like. Yeah, no. but it's not. It'll use more power when you do because, like, the generator will provide more resistance when the yeah. when you're consuming more power, right? Like, if you sort of turn a light on on a generator, you'll hear the generator bog down, and then it'll like adjust the fuel. Yeah, but so this like, like it just has a high idle. So hmm. what's the max? Yeah, but it'll, power it'll, it takes it. more natural gas to get it to idle at that speed while producing what? more. That's power. true. So yeah. it will consume. It will essentially inject more natural gas into. Unless, I mean, I'm assuming. Like it, uh, it's usually I don't know how it either. works. I don't know something weird. It's probably I was I works. was watching the meter. I was like this, like looking at that <laughs> cubic feet spin around. Like... Is it actually sixty dollars a day? Are you sure? Yeah, it's pretty expensive. That's insanely expensive. Because like, how much does electricity cost? Like, I think my bill it's usually pretty high because of the maybe the computer and three D printers and, and air conditioning and stuff. But I think I pay like just under three hundred dollars a month for electricity. Yeah, pretty much the same here. So sixty dollars a day. 50 60 yeah so they charge you it's two bucks per oh my god it's the the worst system i've ever heard of so it's called you pay per therm it's, it's the florida eat my ass policy so, have you heard of a therm before i don't know it's a made-up unit it's 100 cubic feet of natural gas is one therm but then it's like adjusted for by btus because like i guess the chemistry of the natural gas can change so they have to figure out like how much heat is it actually providing so then there's like this weird multiplier attached to your how much cubic feet you use what is it mixed with water or something what the- i don't know it's like there's more farts in it there's more carbon yeah. monoxide in it that, i don't this, know that that is actually <laughs> ridiculous that you're paying it's like well if you want to be warm you got to pay more money for the gas that makes you warmer than this other yeah gas, which, i know like to be perfectly honest we're not sure why it makes you less warm but we charge you less <laughs> for it <laughs> like, we, like you just turn the switch on and shitty gas i do wonder about that because like what is the production of natural gas like, like i assume they have some purity checks or something uh like it can't, I know a little it can't bit be about that this. wildly different do you, do you guys have i think kevin might if anybody knows this Kevin. do you know where they keep natural gas where they where, <laughs> where, yeah, where they? does natural gas where does it it's where does it come from and where do they keep it well i know it occurs naturally so that's all i you got <laughs> the ground well. somewhere yeah it's got oh i think they they also store it underground don't they they pump it back underground yeah, so oh. it comes out of the ground. It comes out. It's like I think it has to do with like oil wells, right? So they're like mm. pockets of natural gas. So they'll pull natural gas out of the ground, but they store it in. They store it underground. They they literally store it in the ground. Yeah. There's no tanks. There's no nothing. It's just giant like like fields, like a gas field. That it's like is they essentially pump it like, underground, right? Yes, it's like a big pressure vessel, but it's like really, really deep underground. It essentially is like almost like imagine like a huge, huge, does huge, it, huge tank. Does it liquefy it again? 
Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. Maybe, but they're they're quite literally. There's like just a giant pipe going into the ground, and there's pumps. They're they're pumping gas into the ground. Like and imagine digging escape. a huge hole, and you're just shoving gas into the ground. <laughs> like that's and actually it's not what like they do. Fizzing up out of the ground. Actually, didn't that happen in California yes. recently? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep, yep. So that is a problem. So. It can leak for whatever reason, but I think in it's, California, I'm not sure if the field. Like you say, leaking. for whatever reason, it's almost like you're pumping a gas <laughs> underground. A gas that's lighter yeah, than the air. But the <laughs> thing is, it works, and so what I happens know, but is they, like, saying... they take these these empty oil fields. I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's something along this sort. I'm pretty sure it's an empty oil. But not field. just local. F- yeah. No, and so like there was a pocket that held stuff for a long time, and they're mm. like, well, why don't we just the crap use people? the pocket that held stuff for a long time to hold more stuff. And I don't think it's like a giant cave or anything. I think it's literally just like probably fissures in the rock and stuff. And it kind of like ends up just like coincidentally because it held the oh yeah the substance for so long. Mm. It is just like naturally kind of sealed off. But I just like how I like how Will says just for some reason the gas came up. It's like <laughs> it's who could have known this gas that's lighter than air would come up from the ground so, after no, we but put it's, it there. I don't even think it's an air thing. I think it literally like it's under so much pressure. Wait, is natural gas lighter than air? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. I, yeah, it might be, but it's not because of that. It's because it's under no, no. I, I get your point. Pressure. I'm just saying it's just it's just yeah. the, the whole situation sounds kind of funny. But like there were leaks. And mm. people were claiming that they were having ailments because of it. And this is in Southern California. And apparently, I don't know if it was leaking through the field or if it was leaking through like access points or something. But like it's so far down that I, I guess it just is incredibly difficult for it to actually come up. But I'm looking it up. And the uh, I think the Santa Clarita, the one in Santa Clarita my friend used to work at, it says it's 600 acres. So there's essentially just this really big like kind of lake sized piece of land that underneath it is this weird like porous mineral pocket that they can shove natural gas into so they and they Mm. figured this out like someone at some point had this idea imagine like you work somewhere you're like all right boys how do we how do we store all this natural gas and they're like, what if we put tanks above the ground? And they're like, what if we just sh- pumped it into the earth? I was going to say, the guy goes, if we, can, if we can pump it out, we can pump it back in. But I think the logic is maybe, if I had to guess, maybe the oil field or the, the gas field had gas in it already. And they're like, well, if gas is coming out, if we can sort of take gas from the field. Yeah, exactly. And like the gas has been here for a long time. Why couldn't we just shove gas back into it? Right? Like... If you stop pulling gas and you, you plug it up yeah. it, and it's not leaking out anywhere else, why can't you just put more in? <laughs> that has to be how it happened. There's no other way. I wonder if they ever overfill the field and it blows up. Because isn't like crude oil and stuff, it's under pressure, right? They don't really have to pump it out. I think it's like forces yeah. itself out. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Wait, Kevin, on the topic of crude oil, I really want to buy some crude oil. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen can, it. Right? You can buy it. I haven't it? seen where you can buy it. Just buy a whole barrel of it. Yeah, buy, that's buy, the thing. Go, they, on, they, go on Robin Hood, they don't buy sell a barrel it. of oil, and then ask uh, where you put your shipping information in. So the, the I think I've asked people before. I was just like talking about it. They're like, yes, you have to buy a 55-gallon drum minimum. And then everyone goes, the last thing I want in the world is 55 gallons of crude oil. 
<laughs> they're like if you smell that like anywhere it's just you're screwed the worst thing ever you should just do like a, a video where you're like um like pets like animals versus crude oil yes one of those channels oh and you just be like get like a kiddie pool you put oil in it and you just throw like a hamster in there and just see no. so here's a fun fact how do they keep track of how much gas is in it also, and by fun fact, this is what I learned from my friend who worked for the gas company, and I'm not going to put my neck on the line to say it's true, but I think it's true because it makes sense. My assumption would just be pressure. I don't know. Like, there's a little spinny thing in there. I think it's quite literally gas in. Wait, what? They keep track of how much gas is going in. Yeah. That's how they know. I'm okay. That's, That's how they know oh, how much gas is Oh, I get it. So they don't really keep track of how much nope. is coming out. Just Well, they do both. So they put gas into it. And they yeah. pull gas out. And so if you put, you know, how, how is gas? So if you put a therm in and you pull a therm out, <laughs> now we're you're now the, at net zero. We got the lingo. So there's yeah. no pressure or anything. You just have to count how much gas goes in. So if you do have a leak somewhere, you have no idea. So do you think like, if, if you put in like one therm and you get out 0.9, like that's not good, right? But once you well, put you in, would know if you put in one therm well, and you put out 0.9, you would just assume that you have an extra 0.1 in the reservoir. No, I'm yeah, saying it's like they're not oh, counting how yeah, much but, gas is actually leaving. Yeah, only they have no gas. idea how yeah, much so, gas. But is I'm saying, in but it field. could be leaking out. Yes, but they yeah. they wouldn't know unless they were able to detect it somehow, which I don't really care about as long as as long as the gas that is past my meter that I pay for isn't leaking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how much leaks out into the environment <laughs> before the meter. <laughs> Anyways, and then uh, the the smell. You know the smell. I mean, I feel like that's kind of a meme, right? The smell that natural gas smells like. Yeah. Is an additive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they have a tank of it, and I think they were saying like every time they do anything with that tank, if they fill it up or anything, because it's like there's. I think there was literally one tank from what I remember. There was one tank of that stuff. And that would last them for like quite a while for all the gas in the, the area that, that it supplies. And it was like a pretty small tank. Um, but I think anytime they fill it or do anything, it just like any, any, you know, any little pocket. Like, and you know, how like you always lose gas when you're doing connections and stuff. It's kind of like that spaceship. You got that, the room, what do you call that? The, where you go in to the yeah. bay and it closes both doors, the lock, the airlock. You know, when you're doing connections of gas and stuff, there's always like that lock where there's like, as the seal disconnects, there's still a little bit of gas. And apparently that, even just a tiny bit of that stuff, just will make the whole area smell like crap. Yeah, I think it's Ethelmer Captain that they always use. That uh, that smells good. Yeah, it's like apparently it's so potent that the concentrated form they keep on site just is like the like worst. Like you can't contain it. You can't contain it. Like it's yeah. so, cause, it, because it's that's like what they use. smell it in parts per trillion. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up. Because, uh, yeah, Mercat like it says... It just says Mercaptain here. Uh, ethyl Mercaptain, I don't know. It's usually, it's about, it's it's one PPT. It's close to like parts per trillion, but it's like on the edge. So it's probably, it's about one PPB. So like you are getting to the, like the parts per trillion. That's insane. I remember I couldn't, I tried to look it up. I couldn't find the number there, but it was something stupid where they're like, I think it's like they put a liter. It, I mean, you can just do the math if it's a parts per billion, right? So if you take like about a liter, you then you can put it in, I guess, a billion times. It's like a billion liters, a billion and one liters. Well, it'd be, a, yeah, I guess. You like said it's, it was almost almost a billion or a trillion, almost a trillion. So maybe. Well, like, if it's one ppb, I guess you just do one liter. Billion. Assuming it's it's not really one gram. 
It's hard because they're all seat. different densities and stuff. Like it's oh, hard yeah. to do. Is it is it based on a, on mass or is it molar? Because parts per parts per million and parts per billion, it's just mass. So like one ppm is mm. just like one gram in a million grams. Mm, okay. So like when you divide it, it's just a unitless like thing. So it'd have to be like if you had a a, a kilo of this stuff. Well, I mean, I guess you could gas. do liter. I, I in my I think it was I just in my head was always Actually, gram per gram. I don't know. I don't know. The problem is gas liters of gas is like a volume, and I don't know what the density is. And doing all these calculations, we don't have time for this. Yeah, it's nerd. Shit. <laughs> Either way, I I was using like one to two hundred cubic feet of natural gas per hour. Wait, so it was how like much? Two to four, oh wow, two, one yeah, okay. one hundred to two hundred hmm. cubic feet per hour. That's so that comes it's a really shitty generator. Two, no, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Though, don't install this generator. 60 bucks a day for a couple of days once a year is not that big of a deal. No, it's like, not. Like, that sucks ass, but the only thing that sucks more ass is not having power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, I was compla- I couldn't complain about it to my neighbors. Like, I was, you know, oh, like, oh, oh you man, have, Do they not know? have generators? No. Like, not at first. I think two people went out to buy one at the time. And then that's somebody a, had that's one. That's probably the worst time to buy a generator. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't home depot like the day before the storm hit and there was 22 or 23 pallets of generators each with six generators on them oh dude home depot's like, on their egg I, I just want to quickly yeah. fact check myself and they were like bringing them out that day just quickly like so, and we can move on after sorry yeah. the uh you can detect the mercaptan in parts per billion but it's in parts per million in the gas and at least as mm. one website says, it ranges between 0 and 10. But I found something else that actually says in propane, it's 25 ppm, which is about 1.5 pounds of ethyl mercaptan for every 10,000 gallons of liquid propane. That's a lot of propane. So like 1.5 pounds is like probably like a li- – it's like – it would look like probably like 2 liters or something. Yeah. Like a, just a 2-liter bottle into 10,000 gallons. One of the – one of the things they had at the the oil field storage that I didn't get to see it working, but I thought was kind of cool. They have a giant like gravel area, and I was, it's like it looks really weird. Like, what is this giant gravel like pit for? So they have like they have like pipes under there that they'll leak natural gas and they'll light the whole field on fire. Nice hmm. to learn how to put out natural gas fires that are sort of oh, like dispersing through the ground because the problem is like you can't put it out here because it's not like the, the source isn't here yeah. the source is way down below and it's sort of bleeding out everywhere it's like one of those fancy fire pits you can get from yes a hardware store with the lava rocks <laughs> right so you <laughs> have to like probably put it out by like sweeping across it and keeping it from reigniting behind you oh that's yeah that's a nightmare like a leaf blower or something like <laughs> yeah it. i don't know just let it burn i learned a lot that day Filling that was an interesting sand? a nuclear bomb yes, yes. that solves everything <laughs> i'd be lighting fires on purpose just to, <laughs> just to be able to blow them up <laughs> oh no another fire <laughs> i mean is there any reason why we shouldn't nuke a hurricane as i a man think of, that as a man of science i think yeah we should try as a man of science but i also do think it's our god-given right you know you've got science and religion working together to throw a nuke into a hurricane it's a synergy yeah if i was god i would i'd be disappointed in you if you didn't throw a nuke into the hurricane oh he's probably like you're so close you're so close to unlocking the secrets nuke the hurricane that's the bet (laughs) it's like how long until they nuke a hurricane (laughs) 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 there's a lot riding on our shoulders (laughs) 
You know, the, the weird thing about gas that I never really thought about is I've just been buying a bunch of helium. I, I don't know if I told mm. you guys, been, I've been trying to buy disposable tanks of helium. So I got some disposable helium tanks. You cannot turn helium into a liquid very easily. Oh, yeah. And the consequence of that is it's very hard to put helium in a tank in meaningful quantities. Yeah. I bought a little hydrogen tank once and I was so angry. I mean, it said right on it how much was in it. But yes, it's like, but if, you're, if you have, you, you think no, CO2 no, no. cartridge, right? Yeah, if you think CO2, you're like, oh, oh you're I got talking CO2 cartridge. This well, one, it said like 56 yeah. liters and it cost me so much money. And then you don't realize 56 liters, I filled like, like a full balloon. Four balloons. It's like, yeah, it's like four or five balloons. And I was just maybe, done. Maybe I don't, even less. I think it, I, I think, think I, it I, was, like think I was able balloons. to do like five or something. It was enough. You, that you like, didn't blow them up as big as you could. No, I, I was just getting yeah. started. And I was like, oh, you know, I got a few to waste. I tell my friend, you want to blow it up for fun? The tank's empty. I'm like, that costs yeah. $300. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. after that, I got my, yeah. I, I pulled my, I fixed my little hydrogen generator and then that was the greatest thing that i ever got oh that was hydrogen was that like research grade hydrogen or something it was just a convenient in like the little bottle yeah. but then i have a little generator yeah. that i got for like two hundred dollars that works. just makes hydrogen yeah. all day how yeah. does it compress it though oh it doesn't it just like spits it out and go up to 60 psi so you just put a balloon on the end and it just fills a balloon oh right, right, right. so it just made yeah so I was, I was like i was trying to i was trying to figure it out because these tanks are like 2500 psi mm. and they're small they're like big co2 cartridges and the lecture um, model size, I think. Is yeah, yeah I, I haven't got I think they're like five inches long. Huh? Yeah, oh, that's, that's pretty small, small, right? Uh, it is. It is small, you know, and it's but, you know, <laughs> you got it's some not small about bottles. the size. It's about how little gas is. Inside <laughs> yeah. Uh, disappointing. in in I think from every angle, I realize this because the CO2 cartridges are like eight to nine hundred PSI, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why is the helium twenty five hundred PSI? Just because they have. Yeah. To, they, and it's. Yeah, it's just because they it. have to. They, yeah. That is yeah. literally to get, get, one to get the most liquid, gas, they have liquefies. to go up to the highest pressure that realistically you can do, which is in like that scuba tank range, which mm. is like around 3,000 PSI. And so with CO2, you don't, you can't put higher pressure in there because if you put higher pressure in there, like it just turns, it's just liquid yeah. at that point. So you can only just fill it up with liquid. Yeah. That, to me, that's so, that's so cool. Like the yeah, fact that you can beautiful. get so much gas, like 16 grams of gas into a tiny cartridge because it's liquefying. And then gases that don't liquefy as easily without insane pressures, you're just, you can't store them easily. No. What are you trying to do with helium though? I'm just trying to blow some balloons up in a, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cryptic. I'm trying to make a phone case that can inflate balloons oh. when you drop it. <laughs> Like a little, like a little, uh, like an emergency getaway. <laughs> you could, I have some, I, I have some sodium azide. You could rig that up. So that you uh, that's what's in airbags, right? How do you, wait, how do you ignite that? Wait, how, okay, wait, 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 wait. How do you, wait, I want to, I want to know about this. What, when you say you have some, what does that mean? I have an amount that is scary. It, where did you, that did is you not, buy not it? legally required. To I report. obtained it from an undisclosed resource. <laughs> okay. So, so you have it in the same form that it comes in. It's just a powder. Like the, the, is it powder or is it pellets? It's just a powder. You can probably, how do you ignite it? If you, here's the thing. I don't know much about it. And, yeah, uh, that's it's, good. It's toxic too. So I just kind of like, yeah, that's I, exactly. That's great for when one goes off and right in your face. It's, it's pretty like, it's hella toxic, isn't it? Oh, it's toxic when it's... It's hella toxic. Yeah. Actually? Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. you have to be very careful working with it. And 
then it can also blow up. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interested in trying that. I wonder if there's a way I can get like a small quantity of it. Because like right now I'm doing everything with high pressure gas, which arguably probably is like just as dangerous for a slightly different reason. Um, guess how much money? So I got these ox. I got these helium tanks shipped to me. Guess how much money shipping cost? I did. I overnighted them, but it still was way more than I would have guessed. Well, how, Wait, how, how we need to know how some. How big were the tanks? Yeah. So I have I have these uh, 95 cc tanks. And then I have, uh, I got some slightly bigger ones that are like, maybe, I don't know, I don't know, she said they're like 12 inches. It's meant for party balloons. It's like a party and balloon thing. Are they high pressure? Um, yeah, they're 2,500 PSI. Man, so it probably sh- had to ship hazmat overnight. Yeah, I had to pay $40 just for the paperwork for the, the DOT uh, hazmat. I'm guessing it was like, did it have to go on a plane? From where? From where? God, it was probably like from the east coast to west coast. Five hundred bucks. I would say two hundred and sixty-seven. It's three hundred fifty bucks. Who's closer? Oh man! And of course, <laughs> of course, because I'm trying to like get it quickly, you don't get the price until they actually do it, right? And so I'm looking mm. at this invoice, and I literally spent just as much. I literally, yeah. I, all I needed was like a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff, and the total invoice that they sent me after I gave my credit card was like a thousand dollars. I'm sitting there like I just. I need to find. I need to find. Like, the, you know, in that situation, yeah, I say, "What would Mr. Beast do?" And I just I hits by. Buy, buy, buy it hey, twice, wait. Kevin. What do you? So, what do you? What is your take on this situation? I was looking to buy a very special gas, and the only place at the time that I could find Philadelphian farts. <laughs> no comment. Uh, <laughs> no, I was looking to buy it, and the only place that I found was Alibaba, and this was like I think it was. A, year or two ago a year and a half ago when like shipping prices from china were skyrocketing so it was just a tank like just a small i don't know tank or i i I don't know exactly the quantities but it was it probably would have been like a foot and a half long weighed like several pounds the guy it was so expensive for shipping the the tank itself would have been a few hundred bucks I think it was so expensive for shipping. The guy said, it's better if we just don't sell it to you. And I said, I had to ask him for the shipping quote. And I think he told me he was embarrassed. He, he didn't want to send it. I, I, was it. I think for the small tank, it was $3,000. Was to this ship for it? Or something like that. Like on a ship? No, because like- he goes, because it's such a specialized gas, he's like, we cannot send it by ship. It must be overnighted on a plane with hazmat or something. Oh, my God. And I was like, uh, and he goes, and, and he then he contacted me. I talked to him like, I'm like, I'll let you know. Like the day later, he's like, the price went up $500. <laughs> he's like, make your decision quickly. Because I didn't buy it. And I found like an actual... Um, like su- supplier in the U.S. I, yeah, exactly. I told you about the the wax. I mean, the wax thing I did a while ago, where it cost oh, yeah. five hundred dollars to ship fifty five kilograms of this polyethylene mm. wax. I mean, fifty five kilos yeah, is just like pretty hefty. It is. It's a big thing, and he like I didn't need the whole damn thing, but they just he didn't even like the seller didn't even charge me for the wax. He gave me the wax for free because I was like sampling it, which I was. It ended up not being what I needed, but. It was, I think it was 500 bucks. And I just remember being like, well, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> make the sponsor pay for it. Where did you buy it from? Like, where were they? It lo- was, was AliExpress, this- I think. Or no, uh, dude, I, don't, I went, it was a whole 
freaking rabbit hole. Like I was on YouTube videos, you know, like Chinese people, uh, Chinese people, <laughs> Chinese, Chinese sellers will like make weird YouTube videos that are like, contact us on our WeChat for if you would like to buy this machine that like puts skin on hot dogs, like just weird machines that you can find on YouTube. The earthworms skinner. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 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 yes. That is that's exactly what I'm talking about. Did you see that video I posted, Nigel? No. It was. I think it was a short. Maybe it was an earthworm skinning machine. It was the worst thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life. It literally was a machine. They like they he were like putting dangles these worms little nightcrawlers, drops them in, and it like fillets it, like, them open. Yeah, it, like fillets them open. Would you share this? Was it on the Discord? Too. It's like. Voom, voom. Was it for bait or something? Like I have no. All I know is it gave me no. nightmares. No, because I read the comments and he said, "Oh, it's a good herb for health. For health, like okay. he called them a, a, an herb, as in like Chinese medicine." What he meant to say was an absolute thing. disgusting nightmare. Also, why do you have to cut them in half? Why can't you just eat them? Where, where, where is this video? Uh, I'll see if I can find it. You know when they say you can cut a worm in half and it'll like survive and grow like two worms? <laughs> not if you cut it in half this <laughs> not, way. That's <laughs> a long way. Not hot dog style. <laughs> <laughs> can you just imagine being in like the room where you're like, it, it might be in uh, the Dumpster Zone channel, a meme channel called the Dumpster Zone. Where yeah, just anything uh, I, just... I think I posted it too. It's from July. No, it was Here pretty it recent. Oh, you found it? Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I want to see Nigel's reaction. I don't want to watch it again. It's like, it's oh, not even gruesome. Music. It's horrible. Where are you going to share it? All right, I'm going to... Right here. Dun, 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 dun. All right, Nigel is about to watch a video oh my God. of a machine just, just, just the thumbnail. Company. And it's called Earthworm Peeling Machinery. Good machinery and good tools to, to save. save time like and effort. Good music too. If you want to avoid it, that's the title of the I'll, video. I'll describe it as Nigel watches it. I'll try to verbally describe it. Okay, ready? So the first frame is these very, very just so large. We, we, we're just saying one, we'll play it on three? Yeah, we'll play in a second. I'm just describing the first okay. frame because it's going to okay. go fast. I got to describe what the odds. So there's like this little like kind of stainless steel tray. And in the middle of it is like a red funnel bolted to it. And there's like some water pouring into the funnel, like a little spout of water, I think, to kind of keep it. It's like a water. It's a whole operation. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to go down a water slide without water. And you don't <laughs> want to put your worms into the worm slicing machine. <laughs> the wormhole. So, like, these worms look to be about six inches no, long, well, maybe. No, they're longer they're like than a that. Yeah, like, I would say they like might be, eight like, eight inches, inches long. They're, they're big boys. And they're maybe, like, the size of, like, a pencil, like, a little thicker than a pencil. They're girthy. And, uh, all right, so ready to play? Say yeah. on three, I set right? The, I set the scene. Three, two, one, play. All right, so he picks one worm up and he just shoves it down the front <laughs> and it like ejects the it's worm so out really fast. quickly. But when you when you take a close look, yeah, he just he's just piling. He's picking them one what by one. What kind of system is this? And now he's like scraping. Oh, they're like they're clearly like, completely cut cut in half. I have no idea why. But why does he and like? It's I don't even want to describe this. This is, this is horrific. This, I didn't this know there was four thousand views. It was posted at the beginning of September, and it is it is it is it's a video you can. It's a video that exists. <laughs> no, but there's so many questions. They're still moving afterwards. But there are so many questions I have. Like, he doesn't even have something to collect the worms. It flies out and just splats yeah. on a dirty bucket. Well, he pulled them out of the dirt, so what's wrong if they get no, more dirt? I don't them? understand. And then he just, then when he was, like, sliding yeah. it around with his fingers, no. like, why? There's, there's a bucket full of water yeah. under the machine. 
but it's actually just hitting the side of the <laughs> bucket and falling smacked, out of the concrete floor. It just, it just smacks the bucket, like, and piles up. Like, why? Like, nothing about this makes any sense. Like, he has this whole setup and operation, and it just flings it into the side of a bucket. So long story short, it was through a very similar process that I found this man who sells wax. <laughs> Except it was, it was a machine about how polyethylene wax is made, or how, how they make the pellets. Not a, not a video about um, like <laughs> a worm. What to do with it? Yeah. Uh, so that's been my that was my I think uh, in most interesting. Oh, uh, <laughs> speaking of buying things from China, I think we should buy that machine. I don't really want to say what it is because I feel like we should talk about it if we do end up getting it. Um, Wait, what is the that machine, machine that where dreams are made? You know the machine I'm talking about. You always see it. It's like a, a medical machine from China. It's like a white, kind of looks like the the, dro- the um, drones from Yeah, uh, I know what you're Half-Life, talking about. Or sorry, I know what you're Portal. talking about. And it has like this pink little eye in the middle of it. I, I have literally no clue what you're talking about. I think it's probably better that way. You know how when you go on Alibaba, I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have an account on Alibaba and you sign in through that account and you like basically click on any item, you will get a message from that seller or other people that supply this machine. They'll yeah. Like, Hi, I noticed you're looking at laser welders. He, like, may I offer you this laser welder? Guess what happened, Will? After you posted that, after you posted that machine, I started getting quotation <laughs> offers for it. Oh, because you clicked on it. Oh, while yes. I was signed into my account. You should. You could probably opt out of those. I like it better this way. Just tell me what machine it is. It's the the the. Ah! It's like it looks like the uh, it looks like the turret from from Portal, except it's got like this horrible like pink thing. And you, you've never seen the like viral videos of this thing just like reciprocating. No. Meow meow. I don't go. I, I don't go on websites until you like sent that. Me the link. What? Yeah, no, are you guys. Are, no, all right. Well, now I just now I feel like I've <laughs> you're outed myself. You've been outed as the pervert that you are. <laughs> no, that's Alan. Alan's the pervert. Can't steal his title from him. <laughs> I I've uh, I do want to buy more stuff. I was thinking of like like I, I kind of like the idea of like having set amount of money and doing a video where it's like I spent you know like you you spend money on Wish or yeah. on um like AliExpress or like sort of any one of these websites where you just like no bars hold or whatever you say about that. Um, you just buy things. You just have, you have a budget and you just buy things. You're like, look at, look at like, what do I see that tickles my fancy? That's sort of within the budget. And I just buy stuff. And like, what kind of horrors can you end up with? What truly like just awful, awful things can you buy from? There's a lot. There's a lot of, there's a lot, man. Like I remember scrolling Wish, and it would it it, it it it's like TikTok, right? They like look at what you look at, and then they recommend more stuff like that for you. And of course, the stuff you click on is like the weird stuff where you're just like, of what course, is oh, this? yeah. And I have some screenshots of like the just the most bizarre thing you've like ever seen. It's almost like perfect marketing. Like they just like it is absolutely perfect. Like. One yeah. of them was, I mean, it's all like, it's always just like weird, you know, like sex stuff. And one really, of them was my like, wish always becomes like illegal full auto machine gun modifications <laughs> if I browse it long enough. 
I remember seeing like like Bitcoin coins, like a, like real Bitcoin coins, where it's just a coin oh, with yeah. like the Bitcoin it's like logo. And it's like, why are they like, <laughs> selling? This? Who's buying this? I don't. What I want to buy are some of those vehicles they have on Alibaba. That would be good too. I've seen some reviews of them, like the three thousand dollar like yeah. truck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is a three thousand dollar truck? A brand new three thousand yeah. dollar truck. It's a golf cart with a body kit. Golf carts are more than three thousand dollars. Yeah, so. I don't know how they do. Golf it. carts are like can be like like ten grand. They're expensive. I just bought a laser welder from AliExpress. Actually, I told you about this like yeah. two months ago, Will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, should I get should I pay more for like the, the air freight shipping or should I have it, you know, go go on a boat through it first? It's been at the Panama Canal for two weeks. It just got through, but still. Two weeks. Wow, I, it's better than being stuck on the actual boat for two weeks. So imagine a human being on, like stuck on the on a boat at the Panama Canal. That's no, true. Just like sitting there, like I look yeah. at it, just like kind of spins in circles around the anchor mm-hmm. for two weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. How much was the cost if you were to just ship it, like uh, by air? Oof. It was like two thousand extra hmm. by air, mm. and by ship it was eight hundred bucks. Still kind of expensive, but I'm sure think- all of that cost is like getting it from the port to my house. Anyone who builds stuff and works with kind of, you know, like heavy machinery, like anything you do, like this stuff, like buying stuff is so expensive. Like buying all this hardware for the helium tanks. Like, first of all, I spent a thousand dollars on the hardware, right? So it's like the tanks plus the hardware plus like, you know, some valves and crap like that. You cannot get this stuff any cheaper. And if you do get it cheaper, do you really want to be buying like a $5 valve that hooks up to a 2,500 PSI tank? Yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with that. I know, right? Like, how do you explain that to your boss when, like, the whole plant goes down? And it's because, oh, you decided to buy a regulator off of Wish. <laughs> if they had one, I probably would have. And I'm glad they didn't have a $5 valve or I couldn't I just find spent one. 800 bucks to get yeah. a bunch of these knives laser cut. Yeah. Dude. They were 16 bucks each. Wow. You know, like, this I, is yeah. less than a dollar worth of material. I think that's one of my biggest frustrations, just sort of on, <laughs> online in general. It's like, you look, like, anywhere where you know like the battlebot subreddit used to be notorious for this i don't know if it's still bad um people just they they have no idea how much it costs to build a machine Mm. like this from scratch you know it's like you can go to walmart and buy something like a tv for a couple hundred bucks because it's mass manufactured like if you have to start you know cutting into a block of aluminum like you're not paying for the part you're paying for the entire block yeah you're paying for the the machine yeah and then the time like like, God forbid, anyone that does BattleBots, nobody or very few people are going to pay to have parts machined because that is, like, a monumental cost. Like, I've yeah. had stuff machined at old jobs, like, even by hand. You know, like, I, I had some, like, pulleys and stuff machined for this this project years ago when I was working a real job. Not this fake YouTube crap. Uh, and it's, like, it was, like, hundreds of dollars. It was, like, maybe 400 bucks just to machine this, like, plastic pulley with a bunch of... A plastic you know, a bunch pulley? Of different yeah, a Delrin pulley. Yeah. And it's like, because wow. the guy, the machinist is doing it by hand. He's not doing any CNC stuff. So you can only really send him stuff that he could do by hand. And yeah. he's still charging a fortune because it takes him like probably a quarter of his day, unless he's really good, like maybe faster. And so, you know, I'm kind of like sometimes like hesitant to share, like even the fact that the helium tanks cost, you know, like each helium oh, tank yeah. is 20 bucks. I, I think I'll say that in the video, but I'm, I'm afraid to sort of say like the whole thing. I think it's interesting. It's really interesting to see like how much it costs to make stuff, but. When you're buying weird industrial crap like this, because nobody's yeah. like, where do you get disposable high pressure helium tanks? Like they don't exist. Like you have to go to a weird place. Yeah. You don't like, go, that you is don't a get problem. a balloon tank. 
Yeah. That's like a problem that you would only have if you're like building satellites or something. Yes. Yeah. You know, like some sort of weird, like you need like a, like a supply of helium gas, but you're not going to use that much of it. And you need it to last, you know, like so much you need it, you know, whatever you need it to run for 30 minutes. You need it to run for yeah. a couple of weeks using so much every week. And like, this is what you use. Um, so I don't know if you mentioned already, could you, you could buy a big tank of helium and just fill the small ones, right? Yes. But that would be like, more hardware and now you still have like do you know how much helium costs in a big tank like you could probably yeah. rent it and they would charge it's you like for 80 you. 80 bucks for a 60 cubic foot tank of helium yeah i've got it i've gotten it before are you, are you sure how long ago was that four years it's gone up a I lot think that it, but it would be a few hundred I think bucks a tank, i think it would be like 500 dollars for for like an actual uh like a helium tank for welding or whatever even like a low quality helium yeah, would be really expensive Apparently, helium is like degradation of uh, like radioactive. Mm. It's a finite resource. Yeah. Well, kind yeah. of. And you can't, it's like oil almost. Like it's like very difficult to kind of obtain it in these quantities. It's not something that, like it's probably something that can be obtained, but not in the quantities and in the, in the way that sort of makes it so that you can fill balloons up with it. Could you imagine? It's like, yeah, you know. We need to pull oil out of the ground and make gasoline so that we can, like, transport things. You're like, yeah, that's great. And they're like, okay, but we're also going to, like, take this non-renewable resource that's sort of next to it, and we're going to make decorations with it. But that's the, the, that's the thing that's really crappy about helium is that it has practical use, like, as... Yeah, it's used in welding. Yeah, no, it, I mean, exactly. It's used in welding, and even as, like, uh, people do when they liquefy it. Like, it is used in, um, I think, like, some wow, medical can, equipment says... and stuff. 20 bucks for per liquid liter of helium that's pretty really? cheap yeah but Where? to be fair kevin to be fair i tried what? to buy helium a while ago uh from a gas supplier in in my area and i think he was just like uh uh he was he was asking what i was using it for and he goes it's really hard to get like you, it's even like the price is there, but they might that might not be what they'll actually sell yeah, it for. They're probably trying to save it for like a, they, a client that they need to be reliable for. Well, he was just saying. I think he was like, "Are you going to be filling balloons with it?" And I was like, "No." He goes, "Okay," because we won't sell it to you for that. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." I think that they probably need to be able to consistently provide to their mm. like more yeah, like welders and, and they won't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, Party balloons are so know. important, I, though. I know we should just use hydrogen for party it's, balloons. Just every every grocery store that sells helium tanks, the low pressure helium tanks, they just replace all the helium with hydrogen. I agree. Hydrogen's the balloons float better. It's vastly renewable. I don't see any problem with this. Yeah. When I used it in a video, I got a lot of people like, "You're using helium for this? <laughs> what did you use? Don't, don't you know? Oh yeah, because you filled uh, plastic, filled like things, an air, right? Yeah, yeah, like an air. I shot stuff with it." Mm. Kevin, yeah. I can't believe you. You're using helium for that? can't believe you've done this. I really want to make liquid helium. I think you... How do you... How... I think it's... How do you do that? It's very hard, right? I think it's a... Um, honestly, I think it just costs nitrogen? money. Sorry, Kevin? Can you use liquid nitrogen to liquefy helium? No, it's that... not even close. Um, you no, have to get... Because okay. liquid helium is like four off absolute zero or something. Uh, and liquid nitrogen is like 80 uh i think you oh, have you seen the video of the like guy that had liquefied helium or he had like 
Yeah, liquefied helium in a ceramic glass, like a ceramic cup. And then he cooled it down. Like once the ceramic cup cooled down to the temperature that the liquid helium was at, it just flowed through the ceramic. Oh, yes. That was just, crazy. I actually yeah, never saw that video. Because right like, there's not many, there aren't many good videos of liquid helium. What What pressure would helium be at room temperature if you put it in a vessel like if you wanted to liquefy helium at room temperature and contain it in a vessel oh, what would the pressure probably be? like just look at 40,000 50,000 psi or something what's what's 25 atmospheres 25 25 atmospheres is like 20k psi no, that's not right this says is that standard true? atmosphere it says for yeah that, I, i'm not because I'm thinking, like, you know, if, if it's 900 psi to get no, liquid CO2, completely wrong. 25 atmospheres is 360 psi. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think that that's whatever I, I searched. I destroyed my math. Your credibility. Yeah, it's is gone. absolutely shattered. Don't trust me. Like, under I a think high this is that's situation. the temperature it would reach. Like, say, if you had liquid helium in a yeah. steel container, like I think yes. it would get up to probably like at least 20 or 30,000 psi. So like, if you kept pumping helium into the cartridges. In order to liquefy it, what would the pressure be like? I do feel like like part of me wants to say it would be obscenely high. Maybe somebody, somebody that knows how to do this more quickly, I could do it. I just don't want to do it, um, and I probably would do it wrong. <laughs> Anybody wants to answer the question of uh, what the pressure of helium would be inside of a vessel at room temperature in order to make it liquid? How much? How much pressure would we have to put inside of a CO two cartridge worth of helium to get it to liquefy? And how thick of a container would we need to contain it? The first person who answers the question, even just the first part of it, because that's what I'm curious about. Kevin can make a reward for the the thing. They get a slowly container. warming cylinder of liquid helium. We will, yeah, we will celebrate your existence in the next podcast. We will ship you a container full of cold, boiling liquid helium. And uh, to a container of your specification, like if you think we it's going to last for 20,000 PSI. We will cryogenically we'll, put we'll liquid helium into a CO2 cartridge and then we will mail it to you. And we'll see if you think that if you're right, it won't blow up. If it will, we'll never hear from <laughs> if you If they're again. right, it will. Oh, the thickness. Yeah. You might die if you answer this question. It's possible that it won't <laughs> even liquefy room temperature. No. No, under the right amount of pressure. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I that's guess. In, yeah, in, has, there has to be. I can't find a, this though. It's it's because what it's it's pressure and temperature. What else? Temper and pre tem temperature, pressure, volume is part of. According pressure. to Quora, volume? this guy claims that it can't be, but that's <laughs> some random. Guy. Oh, well, what does that mean though? Is it it physically can't be or? we cannot build anything to do it realistically. It's just like, I, I have to find a good phase diagram, but it's just in second. Okay, so this is what Reddit says about liquid nitrogen. They say, going by the phase diagram of nitrogen that Wolfram Alpha pulls up, it's impossible for nitrogen to be a liquid at room temperature because its critical point is at a lower temperature. So it turns, like it would turn solid. Hmm. I guess. Hmm. At room temperature, it can either be below the critical pressure as a gas or above that as a supercritical fluid well that's a liquid what are you talking about it has features of both liquids and gases i guys i think i'm not smart enough for this <laughs> kevin's like yeah in I conclusion that, i'm that, confused yeah i feel like there's kind of a weird thing going on i think i how 
so what it, it would just turn to a solid then it would skip liquid oh no i no sorry i think what you're saying is that because if i see the phase diagram here it could be that it's just above the is that what they're saying it's above the critical point yeah uh so like the differentiation between liquid and salt uh, liquid and gas is not like there isn't a differentiation anymore Oh, so it's like you're literally compressing the gas so much that it's just like turning, getting denser and denser until it's like turning basically a liquid. Well, I know with CO2, like the, the critical point is, I, I forget. Um, like, is that is that what it means? You're forcing, yeah, you're literally forcing it to be a liquid. Like, you're not cooling it down. You're literally yeah. putting the, the molecules together. What, but I think the way they fill it is probably with liquid CO2. So they put liquid CO2 into the vessel. Then they seal yeah. it. And then, like, essentially, when it's liquid, or when it's when it is cryogenically cool, cryogenically cooled, the pressure inside of the tank is atmosphere, like one atmosphere. Yeah, like inside so of your at, liquid nitrogen doer. Yes, it's so as as it heats up to room temperature, that's when it starts converting from uh, temperature into pressure. So in order to fit that into the vessel at that temperature, the pressure has to be higher. Well, just because the the reason I brought that up too is because I know with CO two. Uh, it's normally, yeah, like 800, 900 PSI, but if you heat it up to like 40 C, uh, and I forget what pressure it goes up to, you, it just goes above the critical point and you just get a supercritical fluid. So it's just mm. like, I, I don't remember exactly the, the details, but it's, I think it's like two, it's the pressure is high enough that the gas density increases so that it's like a liquid, but it's still a gas, but the molecules like diarrhea don't want to be they're not like interacting like a fluid would interact so it has like it's like a gas with the density of a liquid and i don't know if you keep increasing the pressure if you overcome that or you just get a really dense mm. <laughs> so you get a dense gas not a liquid because like a liquid is something the molecules are interacting there's some like intramolecular forces but i think it's like right. at room temperature i i could be wrong but it's like at room temperature or if it's above the critical point, it's like there's too much energy in the uh, uh, like in the molecules in order for them to like interact mm. with each other. So you can like with pressure push them really close, but they're still not truly interacting like a fluid would. Right. So you just get like this weird hybrid state. I don't know. People think magnets are confusing. I uh, this is not my specialty. Yeah, I think that we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> we have a general idea. I think we have like enough of an idea to lost. know that we don't know. So if anybody does know, I would this, really like this to. This person says about 710 atmospheres at 20 Celsius. For helium? What is this? A 710 nitrogen. ATM to PSI. Wait, wait, let me. That's let, saying 10,000? Uh, wait, for nitrogen? Yeah. So 10,000 PSI? That sounds right. Listen, I just spent the last like ten minutes cherry picking my answers till I found something that seems right. So I take yes. that. Wait, no, that's right. That has to be right because they have to vent nitrogen tanks. Well, yeah. So nitrogen tanks exist at atmospheric pressure because they literally cannot build tanks to contain it. Well, yeah, and by venting it, they keep the they keep yeah. it cool. They keep it so the as the nitrogen evaporates or I guess evaporates. Uh, turns to a gas it's pulling energy out of the out of the like the pool and that energy pulling out of the pool is enough to keep it in a liquid form that's like, so it's why water doesn't go above 212 or 100 c is because as it boils off it's, yeah. it's pulling heat away 
from the from the water, and so it cannot get hotter. So like the the more energy put into it, the faster it steams, but it will so, not go above. I, I will. I, so I just looked it up. I feel like I just the, had a revelation. The critical point allegedly of helium is five point two Kelvin, or negative two hundred and sixty eight C. Uh, and anything above that, uh, there will be no differentiation between the two phases. So what would you, what, where would you sort of consider like the point where it is sort of like a liquid, the, the, the supercritical point? So it's like to get it to that pressure like or to that uh, density, what would you, what pressure would that require? Like, it, like nitrogen looks like, to me, this seems there totally reasonable. There might be a 10,000 PSI. Red yeah, that seems reasonable. Because that is not a pressure you but can I'll look contain up even easily. Like the critical and that's point why... Of- of nitrogen, it's probably way higher. The critical point of nitrogen is a hundred negative one hundred and fifty. So mm. it's like it. So helium might be like it's tens of way higher than helium. Okay, I if somebody knows this answer, I'm be very excited because I I I'm genuinely curious. Like I never really thought about this before until I realized how how ripped off you get buying helium in a tank because you don't get jack shit compared to anything no. that they can liquefy. Like you get like you get way less gas. So, so I'm super I'm pretty curious. sure that uh, the answer is you can't. And I know it's kind of in- I was gonna bring this up too. I'm pretty sure. But what would the like equivalent be? So it's like the problem is. It's like once it hits the supercritical state, the gas becomes super dense, and I think compressing it becomes really hard. Maybe, maybe like from a molar perspective, right? So, like, maybe it's like if you have so many moles, I mean, I, I could be totally wrong, but like, what is sort of like an equivalent amount of helium? So, if a, if a CO2 cartridge has uh, like 16 grams, how would you sort of well, get the equivalent amount of helium into it? Not necessarily 16 grams, but. So, I, I just wanted to, like, instead of answering your question, I'm going to just say something else. Uh, I think because I remember hearing that nitrogen that's sold to you in the tank, it's just in a supercritical state, technically, hmm. because above its critical like, point of negative 150 C, it's just going to be a supercritical fluid. And it's like you can't pack more. I think it's a kind of tr- I, I think it's like trying to compress a liquid into a tank. You start you hit this point you where you just can't. There's no CO2? point. You're thinking of liquid ni- of nitrogen? Yeah, it says nitrogen. Because hmm. the critical point says it's negative 150. So above that, it should be... I remember hearing that somewhere, too, that it could. it's technically a supercritical... It's in a supercritical state, technically, hmm. in the tank. No, because I don't know. You'd be able to fit more in there, right? But the, the supercritical... But then the pressure would rise? Yeah, and I think it's, like, very diminishing your return. I think I could be wrong. We need a we need a we need a cryo gas specialist to answer our question. So sixty cubic feet of helium. Guess how much? How many grams of helium it is? Sixty cubic uh, feet at, of helium. At atmosphere. Yeah. Sixty. It so we, are we allowed to look up numbers? Is, no. Yeah. It, it's probably a couple grams. Sixty. It's actually a decent a cubic amount. Five Three, grams. Three hundred grams of helium. Okay. Yeah, I don't really. I guess I don't really know how big sixty cubic feet is. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty I mean, by thirty it's, feet. If it's in yeah, yeah, that sounds right. About like you know three or four feet high, but it's at like two thousand psi. So they compress sixty cubic feet into like a three cubic foot mm. tank. Yeah. So it has yeah. like a twenty. Isn't that weird? How you can ratio? take like you take the air in a balloon and you squish it down to a tank and it all of a sudden turns into like way higher psi than you'd guess like i feel like that's not intuitive at all yeah like you know that the pressure is going to go up but by that much like yeah so i was going to say though my my feeling and i could be wrong is that it there is an amount of like 
quote unquote like super critical uh, helium that you can just keep packing into a tank. But I think it just I think the pressure just ramps up wildly for every extra amount you go and where it just hits an exponential curve where it's like you try to mm. add 10% more and the pressure goes up by 10,000 and you're just like, okay, there's, right, there's kind of right. no point. We can't fit anything So you else. can keep compressing I it. I think theoretically, it just sort of... you could have 100 million billion okay, so then PSI I guess, I guess if you the, want. The best way to ask the question would be, how do you get like an equivalent amount of CO2? Mm. Like, like how, what would the pressure be to get an equivalent amount of CO2 into a disposable cartridge in the same way that there's 16 grams of CO2. So, so I like, would adjust it for molarity. Like mol- yeah. So molarity. So how do you get the same number of moles of helium into a CO2 cartridge? I think you, what would that be? Yeah, I think in be? theory you can do it. I just think that I wouldn't be surprised if they go, so there's it's, no it's material that will hold it. The, the molar equivalent to 16 grams of CO2. Is it 50,000 PSI? Is it 100,000 PSI? <laughs> they send you just uh, a, a, a thing, like a tree trunk hunk of steel and just a little tube and i mean it would only have to be like an inch thick right because steel can yeah. withstand like no but imagine i don't know seventy thousand. yeah that's true that but it's like imagine you start like to get more equivalent helium you have to start stacking the the steel around it to the point where that takes up volume oh the title of this podcast is the only thing scarier than explosives <laughs> is what yeah it, why don't they just like make giant steel containers filled with liquid nitrogen you have to just yes just, you have to store the liquid nitrogen yeah. in well and then, and then they like, can drop that yeah. on, a, on a terrorist right because it's basically like you know all an you, have to keep, you always have to an keep the explosive is just you have to solid keep them cool you have to keep the bombs cryogenically cool all the time <laughs> and then you you heat it up it's on the plane defrosting on the way over yeah and then you yeah. drop it because you, you couldn't even have a pressure relief, right? Because, like, what pressure relief would you have that you could seal up that would also withhold that pressure? Like, it doesn't... No, because once if once it cracked, it would instantly cool as it, like, boils off. Yeah. So, you, you like, a pressure relief, you couldn't yeah. have... It would literally have to just keep the whole thing cryogenically frozen in this, like, sealed steel <laughs> tank. I guess explosions work because it's hot also. Yeah. This is great. I love this terrorist talk at the end of a podcast. This is so good. This is great. This is awesome. No one's... <laughs> You're just going to hate that. <laughs> I mean, I think that we get our biggest like scientific breakthroughs th- um, from people trying to figure out other ways to kill other people. Yeah, I do ways. agree. GPS came from that. GPS literally came from... from <laughs> trying to stop people from hurting us and to help us hurt people better. I, we deserve everything bad that comes. To <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for uh, this. That was, that was, we did, we hardly talked about the hurricane. I'm kind of, I feel like we messed up. Oh, it was really bad guys. I, was it better? Was it worse than the squirrel bite? Oh man. It was like a, a thick, super critical state of squirrels swirling <laughs> around at 150 miles an hour. <laughs> i'm picturing it in my head right now squirrel nato they were is that how that's how you really got there yeah solid or liquid squirrels <laughs> they were sort of like pulverized into this weird yeah mush. almost like they went through an earthworm oh no devainer mm. <laughs> we will see you guys next time what do we do we want to, do we want to play uh, agar io again <laughs> with nigel here oh man do you want to play it for 20 minutes but you can't do that twice in a row can you I don't 
I don't know. I feel like it's better than doing nothing. What else could we do? We're gonna talk more. We could talk more. I'm not sure what people want from us. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know what they want either. All right, could maybe, we maybe maybe get or, like the, the Discord and have them come help us in Agar IO. On it. Oh, we could do that. That's, that takes a bit of setup. All right. Well, yeah. thank you, thank you to everyone who does support us on Patreon. It allows us to uh, travel so we can record in-person podcasts. Um, it allows us to. What else do we do with the money? That's it. I think that's all we do with the money. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. literally it. <laughs> uh, we did the last time. We put everyone's name on the screen. So th- thank you to all these people who wow, support we, us okay. on Patreon. Look at that. Look how many of them. And there could be even more. And if you oh, yeah. signed Especially up, especially these guys right here, right there. That guy's my favorite. Kevin, you want to tell us about is. the tiers? What, whatever. What do we have to? This offer? guy sucks. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> What are what are, what tiers do we have? We've got our basic tier, which gives access to the Discord server and the extra content. And we've got, I think, the only other tier. Are there? I actually don't know how many tiers. No, I we think there is. We have two tiers. I'm not getting any of this money, anyways. <laughs> if you want to support the podcast and you want extra content on the Patreon, where we sometimes record more, maybe that's just what we'll do today. So we'll record. We'll we'll uh, put that on the Patreon. And you get access to the Discord where you can ask questions and talk to other people. Uh, and that's it. That's all, that's all you get. And then for the Galaxy Brain, our advanced tier for premium users, you get a signed Polaroid every three months from one of us. Maybe we could put some pictures on the screen to show you. I, don't, I feel like I'm trying to upsell These, these are some of our favorites right here. Oh, yeah. This one. This, this, one, one, this one's really good. These are some really of my least favorites right here. And you will get 10% off of the Safety Third merch. Actually, have you guys seen the Safety Third I merch? Saw let me show you. I let me show you. I'm going to show the stickers right now. I'm going to show the stickers. One second. Have you seen them, Nigel? No, but I'm very hungry. I actually think this might be one of the best things, one of the, the pieces of work that we should hmm. be the most proud of. I know that I'm proud of it. Are you ready for three yes. Safety Third stickers? <laughs> I'm going to show that one. This is the first one. It says it's fine, and there's a man falling into a wood chipper. It says machine repair costs come out of your paychecks. It was, it's backwards. I'm trying to read it backwards. That's a, yeah. that's a gold one. We got our second sticker. That is toxic chemicals. If you die, we will hire someone else. <laughs> and there's a man with acid eating his entire body. <laughs> like, look at Nigel's got a cheeky little smile. Mm. He's what do you like, think of oh, that yeah. one? Would you put that in your office? I mean, something close to that has happened a few times. So a sign is probably useful. <laughs> and, and now for what I think might actually be one of the greatest stickers ever made. Are you ready for it? I get a drum roll. Danger. Open <laughs> hole. <laughs> I'm not going to describe this one to the audio listeners. If you want to see what this looks like, you just have to look at the last couple of minutes of the, the video podcast. Um, it just, it just says danger, open hole <laughs> and the vision, the, and that's it. That's all it says. <laughs> and there's a, there's a t-shirt too. So we've got a t-shirt. It's got the flaming dumpster on it. Um, when I, oh, I, mm, I don't have it here. Um, we'll show it to you guys next time. It is a like multicolor discharge printing process. So it looks super vintage. Wow. Well, got- that. Tell us more. No, please I don't. What's a, love, what is that? Don't. A multi- I don't need to know about your Oh, my your God. Dis- Do you want to get me started? On I love... You already no. started. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.